So what is the seven days and already two mass shootings? It's like Groundhog Day. The definition of insanity, I think I mentioned this before, is doing the same thing over and over the same way and expecting a different result. It ain't going to work. And places like the UK over in Europe, places like Canada, I'll say it again, they don't have to put up with this. The former coworker uh, lives up in Canada. He talked about the differences in the way that guns are handled. You can buy guns in Canada, but it's a completely different experience. The store, you know, doesn't have them out front for everybody to, you know, ooh and ah over them. They're not sensationalized. You actually have to be of age or with a parent. They're locked away in the back room of the establishment. You have to go in, you know, uh, uh, under the right circumstances to even see their guns. They're permitted. You know, the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, you know, they have to know about uh, who has the guns and, and why they're there. I've heard stories out in, I think, in, in Montana, going into Alberta even, which I call the, the Texas of Canada. Um, there are folks that have to do uh, work across the border. Um, you know, if you have guns for whatever reason going from Montana into Alberta, there are lockers at the border. And you're expected to lock your guns up right at the border uh, going into Canada, uh, which most people have no reason to bring guns, you know, from the U.S. into Canada. So you lock them up at the border in these lockers. And, you know, for whatever crazy reason, you know, you pick them back up when you come back into the U.S. and, uh, you know, you're back on your way. And you don't deal with this bullshit that, um, that we deal with, you know, almost on a weekly basis. Here in the U.S. And Republicans and the terrorist organization, the NRA, this is what they have led to. Is this constant being on edge, being fearful. And Americans, in some cases, having to, you know, come to arms for fear of just simply going to the grocery store, that someone is going to pull out an assault rifle and start murdering people. What are Republicans worried about? They think that Biden has just made the southern border just wide open. My congressman, Barry Loudermilk, sent an email for campaign money out today, calling him Open Border Biden. When Biden closed the border, the only people, and, and I've been getting some feedback from a friend, you know, asking, well, what, what is it about all these children at the border? Unaccompanied children, because of, you know, Central and South America hearing that there's a new president, folks are coming up to the border thinking that they're going to get a different result. The border's closed. But you've got these folks in such horrible conditions in Central and South America that honestly the drug trade has probably led to. They're sending their children, hoping that the children will end up in better conditions 
than what they've got down there. And, you know, we're housing them. Instead of Republicans focusing on what can make things better, they're just kicking the can over the fence and saying that it's all the Democrats' fault. It's the same bullshit over and over again. Who do you trust? I think I asked this the last time. Who do you trust with this? Certainly not people like Jody Heiss. So one of the folks here in Georgia, if we were to rewind even more, um, Brian Kemp, when he ran his own election to become governor here in Georgia, started saying that, you know, uh, well, it's the fault of the local election. Brian Kemp didn't take responsibility for anything when he ran for governor here in Georgia. He kept saying that it was all the local county, you know, uh, uh, press, you know, we're, we're not, you know, uh, it's not our fault that any of these voting machines are irregular. There, there's no, you know, paper ballot, anything. Everything back then was the pushcards. You need to go talk to the local counties. That's what they've got going on. And, of course, we see how that turned out and all of his voter suppression tactics. Well, now we've got Senate Bill, I think it's, make sure I've got this right, Senate Bill 202. Yep, Georgia Senate Bill 202 that wants to give power to the Georgia state legislature and others to remove county officials. Because apparently that's not good enough now. So certain people and certain powers here in Georgia, and even removing state election officials, if they don't like the way the elections are being run. And then on top of all that, Jody Heiss wants to run again Brad, against Brad Raffensperger. The only guy that had any balls to him to stand up to Trump and all these radical Republicans who just because they didn't like the way the election was going, they just want to overturn or just ignore votes and throw them out in the trash. Who do you trust? Or... Let's take a look again at Miss Sharon Cooper. She decides to, four days ago, send a cute little email, smiling from ear to ear, sitting on the uh, under the gold dome, without a mask, mind you. But we got a good picture of her smiling from ear to ear. Um, but Georgia's children deserve our attention, and they certainly have mine. She's only talking about these house bills, giving more money to K-12 education, income tax credits for teachers, mental health crisis. Great. But you better believe that this is the same woman that, oh, well, there's also a lovely little picture where she is uh, visiting with three generations of white people at the state capitol. Um, still hadn't bothered to return any of my phone calls here lately, Sharon. 
but she thanks me for allowing her to serve me. Old lady's been in the state house since 1997. Yeah, keep on grinning there, Sharon. Working hard for education at the Capitol. It's just never ending. It's getting tiresome. Um, some other news. It's very interesting. You have to watch out. These folks are sneaky. They they have a lot of time and money on their hands. An ex-Florida senator paid a no-party candidate more than $40,000 to run in a campaign. The irony here is that it's not a big deal to run as a candidate that you have no chance of winning in a campaign. It is a big deal, though, if you use campaign funds to fund the other candidate. So <laughs> the um, if you want to follow this, this is a Frank RT. I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, but it's Frank A-R-T-I-L-E-S. A Republican political operative is facing felony charges on suspicion of offering Alex Rodriguez $50,000 to run as an independent in Miami-Dade Senate District 37 race. And the goal, investigators say, was to confuse voters and influence the outcome of the race to represent Senate District 37. Well, if you do the math there, that's a pretty heavy uh, Latino district. And uh, offering someone with the last name of Rodriguez... Yeah, that might be pretty confusing to voters down there that they would mark someone that they thought was uh, someone that was on their side. Or maybe that they really thought that they were going to go for this person, but then they see Rodriguez on the ballot, and, uh, well, that may be a uh, interesting one. Or, you know, also these folks that have a lot of money, and they think they can throw some money at somebody to uh, actually do something. Um, this story that came out of the uh, Stop the Steal event back in January when Trump said that he was going to join all his deplorables and go on uh, and march on the, uh, uh, on the Capitol. Um, a private jet of rich Trumpers wanted to stop the steal, but they don't want you to read this. So on January 5th, an eight-seat Bombardier Challenger 300 jet took off from Memphis, Tennessee, just over an hour and a half, one time zone later, touched down in Dulles, just outside of D.C. That's to the west of D.C. Following day, that seditious horde of Donald Trump supporters, unapologetically encouraged by him, mounted an insurrection to stop the certification of the Electoral College victory. So this story is from Vanity Fair. Try to put a link to it there. But these rich folks decided to jump on a private jet because they were so mad that all that money and these, as they say, um, Memphis's lily white country cub elite, including some others. Apparently, John Dobbs threw his buddy to the Capitol in his private jet. But the, uh, the lineup includes, um, I don't know these names, but I'll go and mention it here, Carter Campbell Sr., Vince Smith, his wife, Kiki, uh, that's a nice white lady name, Valeria Smith and brothers Dan and Bob McKevin, 
and an unidentified man mug against the backdrop of the nose of the private jet, along with the caption, go follow the Memphis Patriots, plus a Washington, D.C. location tag. Photo suddenly disappeared from social media, because heaven forbid these people get called out. You know, I'm not that racist, or I'm not that person. Um, let's see. The jet was registered to Baron Partners, a limited liability company that shares the same address down the, to a suite number with John Hull Dubs, an investment firm. Hmm. Yeah, it's like got lots of money. Bet you they ain't paid much in taxes either. Dobbs Equity Partners. Individuals in the photograph on the plane are worth millions of millions of dollars with business interests that span the Southeast. The individuals in the photograph on the plane are worth millions of dollars, and they have businesses including auto dealerships, financial firms, um, a chunk of the Corky's barbecue chain. Uh, major real estate investments, hospitality services, Marriott and Hilton hotels, registered plantations used as hunt clubs, um, and so on and so forth. So again, those are just some examples, and I'll again let you read up on the rest of the... Uh, there's an audio extra here from Vanity Fair. But when the right people start following the money and start actually dissecting, you know, these pictures, that's when there's like, oh, yeah, we really didn't want you to hear about all that. That They start ducking and running for cover. Those are the folks that actually, you know, along with the uh, deplorables, were, uh, were saying, you know, well, yeah, I'm American, but we don't want all of those votes to actually count. I guess these are the same folks that have guns and want to go and, you know, support these folks that are shooting up Asian massage parlors just because the guy has a bad day. Or they want to go to the supermarket and shoot those up too. Oh, by the way, um, that Sharon Cooper lady, the state representative, um, she um, had the tone deaf, uh, I think she tweeted this back when we had a local shooting she um she says well you know i'm a nurse and and you need to be able to apply a tourniquet the right way if you're you're stopping the blood flow that's how out of touch these uh white people are but yeah sure go ahead and keep voting for these uh republicans are they going to cause more deaths or is it going to be liberals let you decide that looking forward to having a chat on uh, Thursday of this week um, by the way Friday uh, the 26th is my birthday it's my birthday month uh, but on the 25th a gentleman by the name of Dan McCrory wrote a uh, book Go back to his notes here. Um, he wrote a book called Capitalism Killed the Middle Class, 25 Ways the System is Rigged Against You. Um, he had a uh, long-time um, you know, job in the uh, public sector here. So looking forward to uh, scheduling some time and sitting down and talking to him and found ways to deal with his Parkinson's and discover a link between his meds and creativity. So I think it's going to be an interesting chat and looking forward to uh, sitting down with him 
and uh, getting that recorded. But otherwise, stay safe, um, get those vaccines. Um, and uh, by the way, one of my favorites, uh, Krispy Kreme, if you show your vaccine card to a Krispy Kreme, um, get a free donut. So be sure to uh, take advantage of that. So we'll uh, catch up with you all soon. Have a good week there.